0: Good morning and welcome to the Arconomics Weekly podcast. Today is the 24th of February and I'm joined in London by Nathan Sweeney, Solomon Nevins and Asim Kadri. The coronavirus continues to steal the headlines and we've seen the impact of this now rolling really across the world. Nathan, the US PMI data seem to be indicating some sort of impact here.
1: Correct. So if we look at the PMI reading that came out last week, it was quite weak relative to history. So this number came in at nearly a seven year low, coming in at 49.6. The reading before this was 53.4. So what does it tell us? So if we look at a composite PMI, basically it's a reading that tracks businesses across both manufacturing and services. It's 60% manufacturing, 40% services, and the index itself is collecting data from over a thousand companies, and it covers lots of different variables like sales, new orders, employment, inventories, prices. And when you see a reading above 50, it means we're in expansion. If it's below 50, we're in contraction. So this is a concern because obviously that reading saw a big move down from the previous month. Not unexpected though. Because it's a survey which is based off of opinions, etc. And those opinions will have changed because there's an expectation that coronavirus is going to impact business going forward. So there is an element of sentiment there. Exactly.
0: Now, we saw on a very specific
1: corporate level,
0: Apple giving a warning on their turnover.
1: Yeah, so I think this is quite important. So if we think about Apple, Apple is the biggest tech company in the world. So when Apple comes out and they say we expect our revenues to be weaker in this quarter because of the impact of coronavirus, the world stands up and listens. So a lot of businesses thought that when we come back from the Chinese New Year, everything's going to resume, maybe at a slower pace, but it'll pick up. And what Apple are saying is that that's not the case. So they do expect the impact of coronavirus to impact their whole manufacturing supply chain and result in iPhones getting to the market slower. And therefore, that is going to reduce their profits in Q1. Certainly will. Asim, if we come then
0: on to what's going on in China in terms of policy response from the People's Bank of China.
2: So we've seen the People's Bank of China continue to be highly supportive and really look to mitigate the impact of coronavirus on economic activity and also equity markets. Looking at last week, there were two rounds of monetary easing. So firstly, we saw the medium term lending facility lowered by 10 bps on Monday. And then following that, on Thursday, we saw the loan prime rate lowered by also 10 bps. I think also importantly, we saw the People's Bank of China release their monetary policy report. And that really reiterated their stance which is going to be highly supportive, and they also emphasise that they will look to use multiple monetary policy tools in order to really ensure growth remains in a reasonable range.
0: And that's, you mentioned growth there, because we saw quite a, a sharp jump in the CPI figure.
2: Yeah, so we saw CPI inflation in China for January rise to 5.4% percent year on year, which was actually the highest level we've seen since November 2011. In terms of this impacting the People's Bank of China and their policy, Personally, I don't really expect the high inflation to impede on the People's Bank of China's ability to continue to ease policy. You know, as I mentioned, they're looking to really shift to supporting growth. So I think it's reasonable to expect rates to trend lower.
0: So headline growth figures being the focus for them. Exactly. So we've seen quite a sharp jump in the gold price this
3: week. Absolutely. Gold was up 4.2% on the week. Biggest weekly gain in four years, and it takes it to a seven-year high. Now, at this point now, gold is the best-performing major asset class year today, up 8.3% versus 3% for global equities and about half a percent for the global aggregate bond index. Clearly, gold is performing well on a risk-off bid. People are looking for a safe haven asset against the coronavirus pandemic fears. But this combination of risk off sentiment and rising inflationary pressures is pretty supportive for the gold investment case. Not only have you seen strong inflation prints from China, but the January CPI print in the US came in at 2.5%. So whilst the Chinese central bank may be willing to ease in the face of inflationary pressures, that may not be the case for central banks in other parts of the world. And against that backdrop, gold looks somewhat attractive compared to normal fixed rate bonds. Yes, indeed.
0: So if we look at what's coming up this week... We have a certain number of
1: Federal Reserve speakers giving some comments potentially on this situation. That's quite an important point. We do have Fed speakers speaking this week, you know, so the market will be focusing to see what they say about coronavirus. Will they talk about providing support to the market because of the coronavirus? But I think that the market is generally going to focus on yes, what has the central banks got to say? Or are they going to provide support? What are companies saying? How is that impacting their profits going forward? And then a big key focus, I think, for investors generally will be to understand the nature of how such events impact markets historically. And um, what we've seen is that when you've seen sharp sell-offs, as we're seeing this morning, as a result of concerns about virus, you tend to see sharp recoveries on the other side when you see containment. And, you know, we've seen instances of that happening in the past when we had SARS, et cetera. So I think uh, investors can take some comfort from that. This is the buying the dip story. Yes, that's the general takeaway from that call. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.